Welcome to a new episode from Perfect English with Danny. Today we're going to talk about idioms as part of our vocabulary episode. Every time we learn new idioms about different situations, and I thought to myself, and to be honest, I got a couple of questions from people asking about what idioms are. What are idioms? Oh, we keep talking about idioms. Everybody's so fascinated about idioms, but what are they? Idioms is a type of formulaic language. Now, the word formulaic sounds a lot fancy, but actually it comes from formula. And now we're talking about the word formulaic. Maybe I should say that if we use it in other contexts, if we use it in conversation, it means something that is negative. So if you describe a way of saying or doing something as formulaic, you are criticizing it because it is not original and has been used many times before in similar situations. Like, for example, if we say his paintings are contrived and formulaic, you're talking about a cliche, something you've already seen, nothing original, nothing new. But formulaic, when we talk about idioms, when we said that idioms are a type of formulaic language, we're talking about something that consists of made or expressed according to a formula or formulas. And that is what an idiom is. We always have a formula. We use it the same way all the time, the same sequence of words. We don't say different things. Even sometimes it doesn't make sense. Why do we use this word before that word? Can't we switch? It's a fixed expression. You don't change it. So formulaic language consists of fixed expressions which you learn and understand as units rather than as individual words. Now, I'll give you some examples of what we mean by formulaic language. Now, formulaic language could be greetings and good wishes, like when we say, hi there, or see you soon, or happy birthday. So why do we say, see you soon? Why do we put these words next to each other? Or we say, hi there, or we say, happy birthday. These are formulas, or as we said, the fancy word, formulaic language, we use to express greetings and good wishes. We also have prepositional phrases. We say at the moment, in a hurry, from time to time. Now, these are fixed expressions we use all the time. Or when we have those sayings, proverbs, and quotations, like when we say it's a small world. Now, why do we say it's a small world, not it's a little world? Nobody says it's a little world. They say it's a small world. We say, for example, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Well, why are we talking about the eggs? Why aren't we talking about something else like cheese or any other kind of food? It's always eggs because it's a fixed expression. It's formulaic. We use these words together. We say, for example, to be or not to be. That is the question, the famous line by Shakespeare. So these are sayings, proverbs, quotations. These are fixed expressions. We also have compounds as formulaic language, like when we say car park, bus stop, homemade. These words come together as fixed expressions. We have the phrasal verbs. We say take off, look after, turn down. So, for example, we say look after your brother or your sister. That means take care of. Well, why? Why is look after? Why is it not look out or look up or look. Of course, we have look out and look up, but they all have different meanings and they always come this way. We have to accept them as they are. 
We also have for the formulaic language collocations, and these are the words that come together. For example, we use blonde with hair. We say blonde hair. We don't say blonde skin. It might seem logical to some people to use blonde for skin because some people might have this kind of golden skin, but we don't use it. We say fair skin. We say blonde hair. We say deeply disappointed. We use the word deeply with disappointed. It's a common expression. It's a fixed expression. And so are the idioms. Uh, the idioms are those fixed combinations of words whose meaning is often difficult to guess from the meaning of each individual word. And that is the point. Now, for example, if I say, I put my foot in it the other day at Linda's house, I asked her if she was going to marry Simon. If you look at this, everything else in the sentence is clear. Now, I said I put my foot in it the other day at Linda's house. Forget about I put my foot in it for a second. The other day at Linda's house, I asked her if she was going to marry Simon. Well, so far so good. I was in Linda's house. I asked her if she was going to marry Simon. Fine. But there is something important I said at the beginning. I put my foot in it. Well, if you think about it, put your foot in it. Take it literally. Maybe you know the meaning of this idiom, maybe you don't. But the idea is, let's pretend that you don't know the meaning of this idiom and you're trying to figure it out by figuring out the individual meaning of the words that make up this idiom. So, put my foot in it. And it's always in it, it's not in something. There's no use trying to figure out what it refers to. It is put my foot in it. What does that mean, put my foot in... Uh, Well, is it, were we talking about a place? Are we, did I step in the wrong place? Did I, what did I do? What does that mean? Literally, it means almost nothing. But this is an idiom. When we put these words together, the fixed combination means something. And this thing is different. And it is difficult to guess if we're just relying on the individual meanings of the words. Now, if you don't know that, put your foot in it means say something accidentally which upsets or embarrasses people. If you don't know that this is the meaning of put your foot in it, it is difficult to know exactly what the sentence means. It has a non-literal or idiomatic meaning. And this is what we mean by idioms. Idioms are fixed combinations of words whose meaning is often difficult to guess from the meaning of each individual word. Now, if we look at this, put my foot in it, we used a verb, we use an object, and we use a prepositional phrase. So do idioms always come like this? Or do we have different combinations where we use idioms? Well, actually, idioms are constructed in different ways. Now, let's take some examples. Remember, I'm not trying to teach you these idioms. We will have whole episodes, as we had in the past, about idioms that are related to a specific topic. But here we're just trying to learn and understand what idioms are. So, going back to what I was saying, here we said that idioms are constructed in different ways. Now, for example, we can say, Tim took a shine to his teacher. You see here, we said took a shine to. We used a verb plus an object plus a preposition. And took a shine to is an idiom, which means immediately liked. Of course, we could say 
Tim immediately liked his teacher, but we use took a shine to, we used an idiom. But again, it's not always verb object preposition. We can say it in a different way. We can say the band's number one hit was just a flash in the pan. It was something that happens only once. That is the meaning of a flash in the pan. But here, if you notice, a flash in the pan is a noun phrase. We don't have a verb and an object or a preposition, so that is also possible. We can have noun phrases as idioms. Because, again, remember, when we say a flash in the pan, if you take the words individually, and if you try to explain what they mean literally, you probably won't get anywhere. What the hell is the meaning of a flash in the pan? Well, what is it? You know, just are you cooking here? Are we talking about cooking or something that is related to uh, flashes or lights or whatever? No, we're talking about something that happens only once, a flash in the pan. So that is how you need to accept idioms. Idioms are not literal. But that's not all. We have more forms of idioms that are different from verb object or noun phrase. We can say, little Jimmy has been as quiet as a mouse all day. So when we say as quiet as a mouse, you might have guessed that we're talking about extremely quiet. This is a little bit close to the individual meaning of the word. But what is the form of as quiet as when we use as adjective as? This is what we call a simile. When we compare something to something else, or when we compare somebody to something else or to another person, we call these similes. In our example here, little Jimmy has been as quiet as a mouse all day. He has been extremely quiet. But that's not all. We can say, for example, and this is a very common saying, I I bet you know the meaning of that. We arrived safe and sound. Also here, the meaning of safe and sound is obvious. It's, we're just talking about we arrived safely. Safe and sound. And these are what we call binomial. Safe and sound. Black and white. Bread and butter. Etc. And idioms are often based on everyday things and ideas. For example, the human body. We say, for example, Mark and Allie don't see eye to eye. Now, here the expression don't see eye to eye means that they don't agree with each other. So, you see, we used eyes, we use human body. So, we have talked about what idioms are. We had some examples about idioms. But now, we come to a very important question. And that is something people keep asking all the time, especially people who are learning English. How can I use idioms? Okay, I listened to this episode about idioms that talk about the character, how we describe character, and I learned 10, 12, 20 idioms. What should I do? Should I use them all the time? Should I use them in all the conversations that I make? Should I use them when I talk to my manager or just when I talk to my friends? Do we have rules or should we say, do we have clear rules about when to use idioms and when not to use idioms? Well, unfortunately, we don't. It's totally up to your good judgment. So you will have to be the judge. In the beginning, you might be using idioms inappropriately to some extent, but don't be afraid. This is the only way you're going to learn. 
But I'm going to say that many idioms are quite informal, so use them carefully. You wouldn't want to be trying your idioms with your manager the first day you got a job. You don't want to just walk up to her or him and just start throwing idioms around in your conversation. That wouldn't be so professional. And you wouldn't want to risk using the wrong idiom in the wrong context, which means something completely offensive, for example. So, as I said, many idioms are quite informal, so use them carefully. You will need to be able to understand a lot of idioms. But can we say that we don't need idioms? Well, they're informal. Fine, then let me just use other kind of language or regular language without idioms, literal language, language that has the same meaning as the words we use. And we don't need idioms. And I just want to use formal language in my speech. Well, that might be an interesting idea. And it might get you through a couple of situations. But you need to understand a lot of idioms if you want to read English fiction, newspapers, magazines, understand TV shows, films, songs, and to understand people, to understand the people who are talking all around you. If they're native speakers, they're going to be using idioms a lot. And you have to understand these. Now, I would want to say, again, use them carefully, but you need to learn idioms to understand everything English that is happening around you. Now, people also often use idioms for humor or to comment on themselves or other people and situations. And if you don't really understand idioms, you're going to miss the meaning of a lot of jokes around you. And you're going to see yourself in a situation where everybody's laughing and you're just trying to understand what they're laughing about. So idioms are important. Yes, we said that we need idioms and they're very important to understand. But the moment you start using your idioms correctly or in the right place, you will sound natural and fluent. You will sound more natural and fluent if you can use idioms in everyday conversation or informal writing. But even if you master your idioms, try to keep that balance between idioms and literal language. And to be safe, when you want to practice your idioms, try not to practice your idioms in formal situations. Try to practice them first in informal situations and then you will get the hang of your idioms and you will be able to use them in any conversation you want. I hope that clears the confusion about what idioms are, what kind of idioms we have, the different kind of structures of idioms and most importantly, how we can use idioms and when we can use idioms. I hope that helps. I know we didn't learn a lot of idioms today except for took a shine to a flash in the pan, as quiet as a mouse, safe and sound, and don't see eye to eye. Beyond these five idioms, we didn't learn a lot of idioms today, but I hope you truly understand the word idiom today. And in the future, whenever we have an episode about idiom, you will know how to use them, you will know when to use them, and you will know how important they are to take your English a step further towards perfect English. I thank you very much for listening to another episode from Perfect English with Danny. Don't forget to check the link I left in the description of this episode that will take you to my Patreon page. You can support me on Patreon by becoming a patron for this podcast. And if you like what you listen to here, please share with your friends, 
spread the word, and let's make this podcast as popular as it gets. This is your host, Danny, saying thank you very much. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you.